5th of May, week 7 of lockdown. Mum's finally agreed to break the rules and we are travelling outside of the city to introduce you to her in the garden. I'm so, so happy to be going home. But as we exit the motorway and pass the road of my first boyfriend's house down the road where I caught the bus to school, I'm regressing, losing my identity. I'm falling back down the driveway to my front door where I'm greeted in the predictable fashion by no other than my... So, I've bleached the small loo by the front door. The virus only lasts for 72 hours, they're saying, so if you don't touch anything except the handle of the toilet and the taps and the toilet paper... Well, at least I hope you both wipe. Then there can be no cross-contamination. We are being very careful, but your daddy's got a weak bladder. And I don't want his John Thomas pointing at my bushes. An image that's forever seared onto my brain. Okay, I just need to feed her, and then I can introduce you. Drinks, anyone? We said we'd bring our own, so we don't need to... Trust me, I've worked it all out. Do not make this more difficult. You two have a self-sufficient tray of food and drink. Surely you're not worried about catching something from us. We don't go anywhere. Your husband's the one we're worried about. Listen, I'll wear gloves to take the tray back inside afterwards and then straight in the dishwasher. Hot wash. Then I can bleach the gloves or sod it. I'll throw them away. The environment can wait. I've got to feed her. Um, Somewhere in the shade? Well, I'll shut up then. Andy gives me the I told you so look. He's staunch in his views that us coming here is wrong. I said he was welcome to stay at home, but the truth is he knows Mum's baked homemade sausage rolls. She sent an email about them, and I stopped putting pork on our shopping list months ago after watching a traumatic video involving the abuse of a particularly intelligent pig. My dad's now come out with a whole tray of gin and tonics. I can see it trembling all the way from over here. A cocktail of old age and not being allowed to cuddle his newest grandchild. It's just odd being here. Being a mother in front of my parents. And then I sense my mum watching as you're feeding on me. It's very fashionable now, breastfeeding. I mean, in my day, everyone just did formula. It's meant to be very good for them. (laughs) Maybe that's what went wrong with you, then. I watched this science documentary about how... I've got a blanket for her, if she's cold. She's not cold. And we've got a blanket in the car, thanks. Great, I think she's finished. I'll just um, burp her. If I'd known you'd keep me waiting all afternoon, I wouldn't have cancelled my bridge. This is your grandma. You've got milk on your chin. Oh, she's a hungry bunny. I'm surprised she can get much out of those. You certainly didn't inherit my ample bosom. Gosh, they were huge when I was pregnant. I had buckets of milk with my first baby. Well, Gemma's always been your favourite. You never listen to anything, do you? Do you remember I had a son? Born at six months? Died? Of course. Sorry, I remember, yeah. He would have survived if we'd been in England. I mean, you don't know what I've been through in my life. I might if you were capable of being nice. Excuse me? Drink, uh, anyone? I was trying to have a nice conversation with you about breastfeeding, and you make it all horrible. Well, we haven't all had such an easy life as you. God, Alan, do you remember how awful they were in the hospital, saying shame it was a boy? It's horrible what I've been through. A week or so after he died, I was in the local cheese shop. Oh, God. The cheese man wrapped 
up my cheese, I paid, I left. When I got home, mouldy. So you threw it at him. And when I got back, he refused to refund me, so I threw it at him. All the hormones, I imagine. I actually threw it at him. Remember, everyone in the shop started staring at me. You should have been arrested for GBH. It was soft cheese. Oh, but that's okay then, is it? You never listen. That's rich, coming from someone who hasn't even asked how I am since the day I became a mother. Oh, don't be so stupid, of course well, I how have. am I then, Mum? How am I? How are my stitches? How is being alone every day with no one to help? Yes, you've got a horrible mother, little one. Good luck. They weren't shocked at me throwing the cheese. They were embarrassed for me because all my baby's milk had soaked right through my blouse. Big, round, see-through circles on both sides. I was so embarrassed. I hated how big they were. I pumped and pumped, and in the end they had to pump me full of dreadful strong drugs that made me sick. I finally dried up. But then when you were all born, that part of me stopped working. So, no milk. So, no. I was a hopeless failure who couldn't feed you, Okay. That answer your question? Oh, oh, the creme brulee. It'll be burnt. Oh, Alan. I wish she'd told me that in another way. At another time when I might have been able to say sorry. To follow her into the kitchen. But Covid is the best excuse in the world to keep my distance. Instead, I go to our bag and put your playmat on top of Mum's. I lay you down. Mum sees this from her kitchen window and, more chilled from a strong gin and tonic, she returns. The creme brulee is fine, which is a relief, otherwise the conversation would have been a series of passive-aggressive comments about caramelised sugar. I decide to walk away. Walk around the garden so I give you both space, so I don't ruin what should be a wonderful moment for you. I observe as she performs excessive restraint and sits two metres away from you, even leaning her head slightly back. You obviously can't sit up yet, so Mum can't see your face. She relinquishes and instead stands above you, so she's now only a metre away, but has a bird's-eye view of her daughter's daughter. I can see that she loves you, despite never having met you before. She's her best self when she's with her grandchildren. I think she's more confident with people who don't have the vocabulary to hurt her. Well, all my other grandchildren love that noise. They love it. You're going to have to get a sense of humour if we're going to get along. Offended by this rejection, she goes back inside again and brings out the much-needed sausage rolls. Tom's guilty conscience fades in a dollop of ketchup. You have just gone to sleep, reclined in the shade of the perimeter hedge. Mum sneaks over to you. I see her touch you for the first time. She strokes your foot through the tiny cotton sock, gently so as not to wake you. I have never seen her be like this before, moving slowly and delicately and softly. That is, until she catches me observing this version of her. If I die of this bloody thing, you're to blame. Why do you have to ruin everything? Well, if you hadn't criticised me... I literally didn't say anything. Well, it's not what you say. It's your... What do they call it? Resting bitch face. Oh! Oh, God! Oh, you've triggered my sciatica. 
We should think about driving back for bath time. Oh, well, let me have a good look at her again to keep me going. Do you want to hold her? Oh, no, I can't. You could just wrap her up in your blanket to make it safe. Alan? I'm not worried. Oh, oh, you are such a beautiful little girl. Isn't she just beautiful? Well, <laughs> I'm biased. Well, don't forget you got all your good bits from me. You got your father's nose. As we drive away, I feel a weight lifting off me. This isn't healthy. I have often contemplated what it will be like when she dies. I don't know yet whether I'll be full of regrets or whether life will just be easier, less lonely than constantly perambulating around the distances between us. Recorded deaths rises by 693 to 29,427, giving the UK the highest number of COVID-19-related deaths in Europe. How good were those sausage rolls? 